Nine Crossover Podcast. Episode number dos. Two. I'm your host, Taryn. And you have Alex. Hey, and today we have the Toledo's the very own The Beats. The Beats. We got Beats. Derek. Chuck. And we've got Chuck. Welcome, guys. Two producers now, part of the production team. What's happening? You can find their content on any streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Music. They're on YouTube, Instagram, Tidal. Facebook, Title. if you can get it to work. You YouTube? Yes, I say YouTube. TikTok. YouTube. TikTok. <laughs> They're on, y'all on TikTok? Yes. Really? Yeah, we on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Newly. Yeah. Newly on TikTok. Newly on TikTok. The Beats. T-H-E-B-E-E-T-Z. Yeah, don't forget the Z. Not an S. What is Not an S. The Beats. And we've been talking about y'all for a little bit. Yes, we have. We are excited to have you guys on the show. I know when Tara and I first came together to form the podcast and we brought Chuck on and we listened to your music and you told us about Derek, we were like, we have to have them on yeah. to interview them. And we're so excited. We appreciate that you guys agreed to be our first guests. We're very excited to interview you, get to know you both more. Also, you guys are performing at Culture Clash Record Store Day, April yep. 23rd. April We're 23rd. We're going to check you out. Correct. Yes. There's also going to be other artists there, but I'm so excited to see you guys like in your element. Yeah. We hope to see you all at Record Store Day, April 23rd. Their set starts at 2.30 p.m. April Primetime. 23rd. Culture Clash Records. What are you guys, what are you guys most excited about? Primetime, baby. Primetime, baby. Uh, I'm just I'm excited to be back in the city. So yeah, that's just, you know, in, in general, I've, I've been away for a while, so it'd be good to be nah. back outside. Nah, yeah, just to, yeah, so just to like be you on wanna... stage, be in the element. Like we just got out of the pandemic. I would say, is this like, your first performance post the Rhone? Man, it's the first time we've been on stage since what 2017. Oh, nice! We got to whoa, celebrate whoa, whoa, that together, hey. together, 2017. Well, together, that's kind of half true. Together. I've been I've been down in Virginia trying to build down here, so you okay. know what I'm saying. We we just have we have been able to perform together, unfortunately, based on pandemic and distance and all that right. Good stuff. Right, yeah. right. So when did you you move to Virginia in 2017? 2013. Oh, 2013. Wow. Yeah. But you guys still come together and you still make your beats together, build your albums together. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's more or less, you know, um, anytime Chuck has a vision. It's like, you know, any anything that's put down is always representative of both of us. So, you know, yeah, it doesn't all. necessarily have to be that, you know, we both had hands on it. It's just more or less the being a part of a team. So, the and no so matter who made what. Chuck, what do you think Derek brings? And Derek, what do you think Chuck brings to make both of you flow so well? Go ahead, Derek. Uh, Chuck, more or less, like, he brought the bounce okay. and with that being said it's like a lot of things in music are synchronized and different things like that as far as quantization and stuff and you know he took it off the grid for the most part so nah. that's what he brought <clears throat> for me personally not for me like D, he bought the structure okay like if if i would say it had to be a captain of the beats it's him like I, and i haven't heard one bad song i have a favorite song yeah Confidence is my favorite song, and then Taryn, 
The gift. Yes. <laughs> that's why. We were going to use jam. that as the intro. Yeah. You like that? That's yeah. Your head instantly starts instantly. bobbing. As soon, like, as soon as that intro ends, and the intro is dope, you feel like you're about to watch like a dope like game show. you like, I will say this: We make that ugly face music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for real. Yeah, Shoulder so, bounce music. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, and it, there's face, always yeah. something in all y'all beats that catch y'all off guard. So, like the first beginning, you like, all right, cool. But it and as soon as you get comfortable, you be so like, well. hey, like, like yeah. you know how some music will go from one beat to another, but it doesn't. You're like, that doesn't mesh. But there's meshes. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's strategic, you know. Mm-hmm. For sure, but like I said, from jump, Derek's a mad genius. He's a mad, mad genius. genius. Like he, this, him structuring everything, and just like I'm just following suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just following suit, man. Like so, so Derek, how long have you been producing? How long have you been making beats? Uh, two, what? Two What made you want to get into producing? Like, what made you want to to produce? Um, I mean, I always loved music, but at the same time, I didn't realize it was accessible. Like, this was, you know, 2000, 99 going to 2000 was more or less, like, going on the verge of laptops and everything like that, as far as everything becoming digital or starting to become digital. And I didn't realize that it was, like, even, like, an option to be able to have a drum machine for a reasonable amount of money. So my um, friend of mine, I was in a marching band and he had brought in, um, I think it was a boss. Um, I forget the number, but it was a boss drum machine. And I looked out, I hope snap, like you, you make beats. He was like, yeah. And so I asked for one for Christmas, but ironically I picked the one we went to, uh, was it Reddick music out there? Uh, Spring Meadows. Yeah. Yeah. Going out that way. I I picked it out. Didn't know what I was looking for. And it I ended up picking out a very expensive and fancy metronome. And when that joined up for Christmas and it was just clicking and I'm sitting there literally only cried one Christmas. Now it's the Christmas I cried. Aww. <laughs> Aww. I mean I didn't even know that was right this is this is trash. Aww. And it wasn't cheap. That metronome was like like four hundred dollars. Damn. So what made yeah. you, or do you remember when you first fell in love with music, specifically like hip hop? Uh, I mean, I always loved music coming up 
from, you know what I'm saying, Michael Jackson to Prince. Yes. You know, yes. You know, Luther Vandross, uh, LaVert, you know, all the early R&B, but like rap, hip-hop in general, you know, Snoop, Ice Cube. Is hip-hop your favorite music? You said what? Is hip-hop your favorite music? Uh, Overall, yeah, most definitely. Facts. Most definitely. What about you, Chuck? Yeah. Uh, Facts, what, my favorite music? Or when I started making beats? When you started loving music. Uh, I got into music when I was three. My parents bought me my first drum set. Then I started playing the drums for the church. uh, Probably like five or six. Started playing for like the junior choir. Then once I got like to junior seventh grade, that's what 2001. Uh, yeah, we was two thousand one. Yeah. So was you seventh grade when we was juniors? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's two. That's old one. Yeah, two thousand one. Uh, a guy in my church was playing the organ. He made beats. I'm like, hey man, show me. pretty much showed me how to make beats, and uh, he gave me his four track recorder. My mom got me, uh, took me to Radio Shack, got like a Casio keyboard. Hey. Mm-hmm. And I was on the running from there. And then uh, I was like, man, I need a beat machine. We went down to the police auction. Uh, literally waited for like four or five hours to like the end of the auction. They had this beat machine. I got it for like $10. It was a, a lease beat machine. Mm-hmm. So I had the beat machine, Casio keyboard, four track recorder. Like literally spent like the whole summer just making beats, just like trying to make beats like the stuff I heard on the radio or like my favorite producers. Like I'll try to make beats like them, like instead of like going outside and playing yeah. like other teenagers. Like I was right, just right. making beats, man. Like, so who would you say is your biggest influence as a producer? Uh, that's a tough one. That's a good question. That's a tough one. Okay, I can say this. I knew the the producer that made me. Wanted to make beats was Timbaland. I was in the third grade and Ooh, I heard they first Timbaland Magoo, they first album. Yeah, that's when I knew I wanted to make beats. But like far as music, that got me into music. I grew up on jazz music. Like my dad Love was like heavy, heavy in the jazz gospel. So I just grew up just loving any type of music. Like. Who is your biggest influence as a producer? Like, do you have one producer that you feel like you you learned from that made you want to get into the game, that made you, that, that you kind of mimic or anything, or you base your beats uh, off initially, of? Initially, it was Timbaland, really. Um, but it's funny, as time has gone by, my, my influence and different inspiration has come from uh, – a lot of different producers from Dr. Dre to Ninth Wonder to Kanye West to Alchemist to Black Milk to you know to Chuck just oh. a lot of different you know inspirations it gave you your flowers Chuck it gave you your flowers my brother, man. y'all are y'all are 
Y'all are a dope duo. Yeah. I like that. I like that y'all have like a mutual respect that like kind of. And I feel like that helps with the, with, with the music. I feel yeah. like you can hear that you both are very passionate because the the beats are fire. Like uh, a lot of people can't do that to come together. Like, right, right, right. That ain't how many duo producers. It's not a lot. Right. Right. And then right. that. And you're not trying to one-up one no, another. Right. Not at all. Trying no, to no. Just after that, after that. After that one battle, y'all decided to come together. And that will lead us into our next segment which is the crossover how was it crossing over from being a solo artist to a duo so what's the biggest difference what do you you know what do you feel is the biggest difference Derek we'll start with you how what, what's the difference between you uh, I mean initially it was more or less like check and balances so it's like you have an idea, you check with your partner, you know what I'm saying, to see, you know what I'm saying, what it is. But I believe now we've evolved in our partnership, brotherhood, relationship, everything, to where it's like, it's a level of trust to where, you know, we still share our ideas, but at the same time, if he had, we were just talking about this earlier today, actually, like, if he has a vision, I support his vision 110%, even without even hearing it, because I trust him and trust his style, trust his, his judgment. So if he, you know, has a vision, I encourage him to go forward with it, even if I don't necessarily have to, you know, play any like a single note. Has but that, he knows that if he needs me, you know what I'm saying, I'm here and, you know, vice versa. So Has it been but difficult the, living so far apart and trying to be creative together? Um, it, ha- it has at times, but, you know, with technology and the internet and everything, we don't really have any excuses. Like... The best example of that is like back in the day with um, Fonte and Nicolay with Foreign Exchange. Like that was early internet, early, you know, social media days, well, pre-social media days actually. And, um, you know, they managed to create a classic without even meeting, meeting each other. Yeah, they even met each other. Yeah. At this point, distance is, is only so much of an excuse. It's just all about commitment <clears throat> and, uh, you know, putting in the work to get stuff done. Should our first project uh I think we did like what the first four or five tracks in Toledo. Then he moved to Virginia. We did everything else through email. So he just said something, I said something back. Yeah, that's how that's how it's always been. So Chuck, so how do you feel about you know coming from being the solo artist? You you think that was a like your best move yet? Like it's oh for sure. Because yeah. I noticed, I knew first from jump he had something that I didn't have in my in my arsenal. Like he sampled. If I grew up naive. I thought everything was like everybody played everything out. So like, it, so like I'm still like in my thirties. Like, damn, that was a sample. Like nobody played that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we just we just balance each other out. Like so, it's, it's we know our strengths. So what I'm weak at, he's better at. What he's weak at, I'm better at. And then we come together. So was it ever hard for you guys? Um, singularly like was it ever hard for you guys to be able to admit that like okay you have something I don't have let's put that together did you ever have have any issues with with being that big of a person to be like all right look I need your help on this like has there ever been any issues when having to to reach out to the other one or are you guys always like hey listen to this are you always really receptive to the other person's Not, not for me man all this shit always been fire like, if anything, I'm like, man, I'm trying to get my shit. So I'm like, damn, man. 
So you both have taken that ego. Oh yeah, ego was completely out the door. Like completely Mm -hmm. out the door. Like it was it's I don't even say it was like a humbling experience. It was just it was just natural. It just felt natural. Right, right. Derek You you feel you feel the same way? Uh, most definitely and I would add to that, like I always tell Chuck, and I believe this with any relationship, whether it's, you know, husband, wife, you know what I'm saying, um, production team, any type of relationship you have in life, it's all about building and basically taking what you have from your partner and, and learning from them and adopting it to your own, you know, your own skill set. So what Chuck's strength might have initially been, you know, keys and cores and stuff like that. I adopted that as well. So within this last almost 10 years that we've been linked up, or over 10 years now, around there, I forget. I think it's going on 10 years. Um, yeah, it's about 10 years. You know, my chord and key game has gone up. It may not be as Chuck's, but it's gone up. And then at the same time, sampling may have been his weak spot at one point in time, but now he's way better. And I think, you know, that, that comes from hanging around me so much. I love so, it. Sure. I love like just it. last, what was like last week? I sent him a joint. He's like, "Hey man, throw this such and such on it." I'm like, "All right, added that." I'm like, damn, that shit has that sauce to it. And, uh, and I, I text him like, "Dog, hey man." <laughs> I love it. I feel like that's the key to a success for any right. team is to be able to learn from each other. That's that's and amazing, I think right there. That's so unique to music because you two come together as producers. That's not done, and that's good. Because that's original. So if I could say, like, you know, what you're bringing from Toledo is you both have come together and are original. question i'll ask chuck first chuck if you had to pick one beat which one is your favorite beat that you've ever made one that you like that's the one that's 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 it you made it and you was it was so fire you had to let everybody hear it beat that i made yeah that everybody had to hear yeah everybody uh, got that one favorite it don't it don't matter what time it don't matter what time or one that you guys have made together like what's your all-time favorite beat if i said right now Play me this the your, your most fire beat. What would you pick? Fuck. If I had to say it's it's one beat, I felt like that was like fire as fuck, and it was just a missed opportunity. It's a joint called uh, Life Light. Derek, Derek already know how I feel about that. Life Light. What album is that on? It's not, <laughs> it's not on the album. Oh, it's not. It's not on the so where can I hear life like? Cause now like, I want to hear. Like, I feel like that was my Manny Fresh moment, like just like musically. Like, musically. That, that beat got some miles on it. He played it over and over. Nah, it's it's a touchy subject. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to hear it on the low. Nah, you you can hear it, but yeah, it's a touchy subject. 
<laughs> all right. So, Derek, your favorite beat of all time? Um, uh, I would say I don't really have a favorite of all time. I have a memorable one, um, and it would be one that we uh, we would play at battles. And it was uh, Invicta Joint, and Chuck actually made it. I just sprinkled a little bit of seasoning salt and put a drop at the beginning. Uh, yeah. But it literally, for about a good couple years, like any time we played that joint, it was a rap. Like whoever was, you know, the opponent pretty much ceased to exist after that joint was played. You know what I'm so that, that would probably be like my most memorable joint that we've done as far as like live crowd reaction and stuff like that. Okay. And is that on an album that we can hear? Uh, it's actually an artist by the name of uh, Logic, not like Logic, Logic, another Logic. Yeah, um, he um did a joint over it on his. Uh, I think it might have been the intro on his uh, project. It was uh, I think the name of the project is Veterans Day. Oh, it's, it's available yeah. on all streaming services and YouTube and everything. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that joint. So that's the one that y'all play at the battles and get the crowd. No, they they love that shit. Like they they love. We that had we we had to retire it though because it, it it got like some years went by and it, it became it was like too obvious. Uh, nah, beat battles that was an easy win. Easy win. Yeah. <laughs> so are we gonna hear that on April twenty third or no? It's just completely retired. I'll let Chuck decide on it. Hey, nah, I'm good with it. Uh, like honestly. When I when I make beats, I don't think it's like super fire, like for real. Yeah. Like so, when people like say like, "Oh man, I joined fire," like, man, it's not playing. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, if I if I had to say like, I just want to say this real quick, like my favorite joint from him, mm-hmm. "Kiss Me." You got a beat called "Kiss Me." Is that on an album? Or? That was the intro. The intro to the last part. <gasps> oh, that beat is fire. Yeah, that beat is fire. I like. I appreciate hey, that. If beat you ever want to see Derek dance, throw that on. Hey, <laughs> get your little two step popping off, huh? Nah, you gonna ballroom that shit up? Oh, <laughs> you be ballrooming on that? Might have to throw that on, right? So, so Derek, what's your favorite uh, beat of Chuck's? Um, uh, well, he he did Invicta, so that that's up there. That's up there. Um, he's gotten so many. Um, Life Life was pretty dope, that he did. Um. He had a joint called Spaceship. That was dope. Just pretty much a lot a lot of stuff that he does is, is dope. Like I, I don't really have that many joints that I from him that I don't like. It's just a matter of there are some that are better than others. Yeah. And, you know. That that that's no, I, I, I try to send him. I try to send him all the fire shit because he gonna let me know some shit whack. No, yeah. <laughs> and that's that. That was my next question. Like, are y'all one hundred percent honest with each other? Like, if you like Chuck, if if Derek send you something, or Derek if Chuck send you something that's just straight garbage, are you like, nah, bro, this ain't it? Or you just be like, oh yeah, I like it. Um, I mean, we don't really send anything that's garbage. Nah. Like honestly, like it's a small critique. Yeah, I mean, if anything else, like, I, I would tell them, you know what I'm saying, it, it's good, but I, I honestly, like, without, like, any type of, like, you know, trying to make Chuck feel bad or whatever, I, he honestly hasn't ever sent me any garbage. Like, garbage to me is something that can't be salvaged. Right, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you're in, you in a group, 
you have you can use your 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 teammates as a um, as a crutch. So if it is something that pretty much all that to say, anything he ever sends me, I hear the potential in it. So do you guys do that. like a rough draft, and then you come together and you kind of pick what you want to change about it and improve it? Sure, I just did that shit last week. I sent him a beat, and like two seconds later, I sent another one. <laughs> like, no, nah, I ain't like how that sound. Boom, there's that one. But, uh, yeah. Nah, it, it's really, everything is always fire. Like, if it is something, it's like a small critique. And whatever he tell me, for sure I'm using that shit. Because I know he his ear, so I have an ear, he has an ear. But his ear might hear something that I don't hear. Mm-hmm. And whenever he's telling me something, I'm going to use it because I know nine times out of ten, that shit going to work. That's dope. Where do you guys see your music going, like, in the future? What are your future plans? Millions. Millions. Support that. Um, I mean, uh, for the most part, just looking beyond um, just traditional production in regards to, like, artists. Like, we're, we're looking more to, like, sync licensing to get into more TV shows, you know, with streaming and everything happening, you have way more shows than you do, like actual, I don't say more than albums. It's about neck and neck now, as far as like the, the level of content that needs music, commercials, movies. Um, so getting more into that world as well. But so still, really you know, diverse scene. We have work with different artists and everything as well. So just, just expanding the brand and um, our reach as far as you know people hearing our music. I love that. I love that. So right now we already talked about if people want to hear your music, you have albums on Tidal, Spotify, YouTube. You guys are on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, Apple Music as well. Um, is there anywhere else that you guys that I didn't mention that people can can look for you, listen to your music? Uh, the inter- The internet in general. The well, internet in general. Literally, just type in the beat. Well, I mean, SoundCloud, SoundCloud as well. SoundCloud, SoundCloud. Like, and you yeah, can yeah, yeah. find them again. It's The Beats. T H E B E E T Z. Just type in on Google, on whatever phone, computer, whatever you use, use the internet. Type in The Beats. Everything is there. I love it. I love Same. it. Wow. I have my one last question. Since we're really about highlighting. Toledo for both of you favorite part or favorite memory of Toledo my favorite the Ray Stone era oh <laughs> <laughs> like, that was my favorite era man like that was like the golden era like Toledo music yeah like for sure like the car shows all mm-hmm. that shit like yeah yes yes facts facts yeah Ray Stone was dope alright Derek what's what your was, question what is your favorite part of toledo or favorite memory um i mean if we sticking with music i, I have to race stone era was dope i just said that shit bro so <laughs> I, I, have fast, I have to fast forward just a couple years to uh when the swagger boys came out yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh I, I, god See, the only thing with the Ray Stone era was I was in high school. So, you know what I'm saying? Being in high school, you can only do so much. But then once I got to UT, Swagger Boys came out, and I was outside, outside. So it was, it was a little different. Outside? You was off the porch. Yeah, yeah. We, we were literally at the back porch at Mano. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Steep, steep steps. 
down. Man, listen. Tore up on them steps. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's dope. Well, is there? Do you have a, a specific favorite geographical area of Toledo? Like, where were you from? Where you represent? What part of Toledo you represent? Uh, out here, west side. Hey, Chuck. What part of Toledo you represent? In north the side. Way north side, baby. North side. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again. The Beats, if you want to see them, they will be performing April 23rd at 2.30 p.m. at Culture Clash Records at Record Store Day. Again, that is April the 23rd, which is also my birthday. So we about to be out here. Yes. And it is right before 419 Day. Right. That's right. After 419 Day. Yeah, after 419 Day. I was like, wait a minute, 423? Right after 23 comes after 419. You got to carry the 4. You got to carry the 4. Right after 420. My favorite holiday, 420. Well, thank you both of you for taking time out of your day, coming to tell us about your craft. We can't wait to see you guys perform, and we look forward to seeing the future of your music, supporting you, and coming to more of your shows. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for being our first guest. We really appreciate yeah. it. We will both be at uh, Record Store Day, and we yep. can't wait to see you guys live. Again, check them out. Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, YouTube, TikTok, Google them. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Open your phone book. T-H-E-B-E-E-T-Z. The Beats. The Beats. Thank you very much. That was Chuck and Derek. And... That was the 419 crossover. Y'all have a blessed day. Be safe. Get out there. Enjoy some warmer weather. And we will see you guys next podcast. Bye-bye. Peace.